Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It is your only 18-minute podcast in the spa and wellness channel coming to you live. Well, it won't be live by the time you hear it, but I'm in sunny 110 degree. We call that balmy down here, by the way, in Arizona. And I'm talking all the way back to my old hometown of Minneapolis with Christina Cole. She's the founder of the Botanical Station. Welcome, Christine. How are you this morning? I'm great, Alan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. So one of my uh, buddies told me this morning, my first call at five to six this morning, because that's what you do when you're on the left coast. You start early, right? right? He said it was like gorgeous. It was going to be 70. Then it was supposed to be 80 tomorrow. Then it's going to be 90 this weekend. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like Minneapolis. That's what, right? Exactly it. Yes. Because I know you guys have had a ton of rain um and a ton of no rain this year also yes we've kind of gone from zero to 100 and then back to zero it's the it's always the farmer's plight correct to fight with the weather yes exactly yes it is well i was uh when we went up to go visit the grandkids and they were telling me it had been raining and raining and i looked at lake waconi and i went the lake looks really low. Yeah, well, the water's down, but it's been raining a lot. And you know, it's like, whatever. You know, you never yeah. can figure it out one way. Yep, they uh, are low. Absolutely. Um, tell our listeners, give me your short history of how we're going to get up to the Botanical Station. Then we'll talk about that last. Sure, sure. You know, I've been in the space 25 years. I was surprised, I think, when you and I first met that we hadn't met before. So it has been a pleasure. But uh, we've been in this space for a long time. Dancing around each other, I think, is what we've done. And, you know, I started on the brand side, you know, 25 years ago, working with brands, getting into retail, helping them, you know, with the large chain accounts or into mass or into online, you know, whatever category they want or whatever channel. And from there... Um, After doing that, I started getting asked to, I started rolling into trends presentations for people and um, going that way. So then my career kind of pivoted and I became more of the what's happening out in the industry space. And I would go in and talk to like Regis Corporation and um, JLB and, you know, Minneapolis here. So I've had other people that I've talked to. And as that evolved um, of my, my speaking and helping people understand what's going on in the industry and not just looking at the beauty space, but also into the food category, because, you know, you and I discussed earlier, that's the barometer, right? What people do in their food, in their household, right. the barometer. So we should be watching food. And as we watch people get more into natural and organic, that obviously just rolls into the beauty space, which we've all now seen that happen. So, well, and I think it's ironic that during you and I are doing this during a time of super inflation and costly everything. But the fact is the beauty business keeps rolling. Yeah, it does. And there was just a big article today about it, right? Of how well it's still doing. And um, it's just recession proof right now. Yeah. You know, we used yeah. to say um, that if, if a woman gets her, haircut and nails done every four weeks and a recession hits, she doesn't stop. It might just be five weeks or six weeks, but right. nobody, see, in fact, I went, I'm headed out to the Salt Therapy Association. So I went to go get my nails uh, done over the weekend. I had to call three days in advance. The little nail shop <laughs> near my house. Right, yes, is good? Nine in the morning till seven at night, they've got like 20 technicians busy. 
busy. The, the industry is, it is busy. So um, that's good news, I think, for all of us, right? Yeah. Um, I want to just recap a few things and I want to, uh, yeah. we'll come back and talk about uh, Cosmoprof before the, uh, um, before we're done today with our 18 minutes. But I always say 25 years in our industry, it kind of feels like a lifetime. I have 34. Okay. And I talked to my friend, Amy Rattay. She's at the Breakers in Palm Beach, Florida. She told okay. me she's going into her 26th year at the same place. And I went, wait, um, nobody stays in the same place 26. No. But you do. Some people do, just the same way we stay in our industry. We stayed. You're right. We did. We did. And, you know, I feel fortunate. It was the first day, my first day in the beauty industry. I love it. And I knew I had found my home. I just knew it. Is our industry still oriented to brands or do people just buy willy nilly across the board? No, well, I think they're willy nilly across the board. You find your favorites, right? A one hit wonder in each brand that you like, but I don't know too many people who use one whole brand for everything that they do. So they might have a hair serum they like from one brand and hairspray. You know, we say that uh, in this space, that's all you need is one hit, right? To make it yeah, work. One, yes. Yeah, um, and that's, and most lines do have that. They have one or two hits that carry the line and the rest. And that's more in the hair space, right, that that happens. But it's the same if you look in skincare um, across the categories. Everybody has their hit in their line, and that's that's all you need. Yep, fully agree with you. The next yeah. thing you mentioned I love to talk about are uh, trends. And people, trends are generally things that have that are – starting to have a life cycle that stay for a period yes. of times. Yes. Trends are because someone said, hey, uh, forest bathing's popular. Go find a lake and go forest bathing, right? It's, things have to happen or mature for right. it to be a right. trend. Yeah, and then it causes a shift, right? A consumer shift, and it causes consumers to do to work differently, to move into a different direction. So it's kind of a trend into a shift, but then it creates longevity and that that shift stays there right that behavior changes and we move in that direction so you know when i was out presenting those for people it would be we would discuss that versus is it just a you know um is it a short-term trend or is it yeah. a long-term right or a fad so, or a fad right and that's more of a fad right so absolutely and from from those conversations that i used to have um, in front of the corporations we would discuss and determine that and then look at which ones should we focus on and move forward and really that's how i got into this next phase i think where you and i were introduced because of i had gone back to school to start understanding nutrition because the beauty industry is shifting this was year a few years ago at least well we've been pandemic three and then probably two more before that so about five years ago we started to see consumers shifting into the, that they're understanding that their nutrition is as important to them as their external products. Yeah. Do you know, uh, it's the old story about that our skin, that's the 50%, that's the outside of the body. Right. But you got to take care of the 50%. You can't go get a facial and then get a Big Mac large fry and a Diet Coke and think that you've balanced your world, right? No, right, right. And people are really beginning to understand that connection, especially as we went through the pandemic and our gut health, right? So you can have a great diet. So I went back to school. I studied nutrition, how it affects our hair, nails, and skin. I became a certified nutrition aesthetic practitioner, but... I think one of the biggest aha moments for me when I was in school and studying the nutrition and my gut health was you can have the best diet in the world, 
But if you don't have your gut health in order for you to absorb the nutrients, it doesn't matter. So you have a lot of people who come in and go, oh, I, I have this great you know, diet, but my hair is still brittle, my nails break. You've got to make sure you're absorbing those nutrients too. And those were big aha moments for me. The uh, food has never been spoken of as a large part of, let's say, the spa salon channel. But we, as we're just discussing, we know food is. So what, um, let me bring our listeners up today too, by the way. We're talking to Christine Cole today. She's in my old hometown where I grew up, of beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find her online at thebotanicalstation.com. Christine, what led to starting the Botanical Station? And then describe what it is for our listeners, please. Sure. So like I said, I went back to school, studied my nutrition, um, figured out how that affects our hair, nails, and skin. Because I wanted to, one of my presentations was at um, a large beauty company. I won't say who it was. And I had said, if you guys want to change your service business, you need to put a nutritionist in your salons. And they thought I had like a third eye on my forehead, right? Was <laughs> crazy. And I was like, it's true. You'll grow your hair, nails, and skin services faster. So I had to become, you know, certified some way so that I was credible. So I, like I said, I went back to school, graduated last September, and then I wrote a program. And then I submitted that to, I've now spoken for PDA. I spoke at IECSC, and now I'm submitting for next year. And after each one of these workshops, I was put on the wellness track at IECSC in New York and Las Vegas. And I've had over hundred people come to my class, my workshop, and it's called Integrative Beauty Through Nutrition. And it's all estheticians, um, wellness practitioners, doctors, students, spa owners, salon owners. And they all would come up to me after and go, how do we get more information? How do we get more support? They want to talk this way, especially those estheticians, but they don't feel comfortable in the nutrition space, right? It's not their wheelhouse, but they know nutrition needs to be brought into their conversation with their clients to become even more effective or to uniquely position themselves, right? That they offer this more integrative conversation. The word botanical immediately makes me think of uh, flowers or plants, uh, et cetera. That doesn't mean I don't eat meat, correct? Nope, not at all. I'm Got a it. huge component so, of protein. Huge. Good. Very so ex- explain what the botanical station is about or is going to be. Right. So from those two workshops, again, this is in its infancy. We're just starting it. Um, I got a lot of requests for support and help with these estheticians and spot owners to base their conversation with their clients around plant-based, plant-powered. That doesn't mean you don't eat meat, but we do know that the plants, our fruits, those are our micronutrients, right? That's the power in the plants, whether it's in our food or whether we infuse our products with plants so that we use um, better for us products. So we have started a brand architecture and we're looking into products. We feel that um, this is an underserved space. Like when my stylist is done with my hair, she says to me, go meet me at my station. I'll be right there, right? So we want to power that station botanically, whether it's through some signage, little tip cards that she could give her customers. Uh, we've got quite a bit of um, activity going on on the back scenes right now, creating all these products for everyone. Because we know there's always has, there's been a pretty active market for supplements as it yeah. relates to nutrition. And just like it says, it's supplemental. 
but it Correct. shouldn't be your go-to, right? You need red foods, you need dark foods, you need nuts, mm. you need all kinds of other things, right? You're supposed to eat your broccoli. Did your mother tell you that when yeah. you were? were <laughs> One uh, of my favorite vegetables. One <laughs> of my favorite. Mine too, <laughs> actually. Wait, don't and I actually grow my own in my garden, right? So I have oh my, my own God, garden. I, I grow it. my own, and it's amazing. It's even better when you pick it yourself. I was just going to say, when you taste stuff out of your garden, it doesn't taste like anything you buy in the store. It Not is sure amazing that right. taste difference when it's natural and nothing's been added to it at nothing's all. Nothing's right? added, no pesticides around it. We can't use pesticides in the community garden, so right. it's, it's good. Um, when we talk about good nutrition, by the way, this doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy a Dr. Pepper and some fried chicken on occasion, right? You have to blend everything. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, it's about, I go by the 80-20 rule, which I think most of us do in life, right? Um, so it's in the 80-20 rule. And I took a nutrition course a long time ago when I first started studying my diet and gutting my diet. And um, I was in a paleo challenge in my CrossFit gym at the time. And the guy said, if you can do 80% of your meals, and it made just common sense to me, you can do 80% of your meals, whole real food, right? So if we have 21 meals in a week, that's 17, right? Is 80% of it. The other percent, go at it, have fun. It's okay. Now, if you have medical issues or something like that, that's different work with your doctor. But for those of us who aren't trying to cure anything, you know, that's, we should be living by that rule. You know, the, the, uh, rule the hippocratic oath in our industry has always stood tall right do no harm that's always the first rule it, right. it shouldn't even have to be said anymore but i'm going to say it again because we don't do harm in our business in our business we don't make claims right. none of that stuff that being said and i'll give you as a personal example uh several years my friend mark Woodkey, who's um uh down in florida he's vegan his wife's vegetarian Long story short, as I come home from having dinner with him, I say to Kathy, I think I'm going to start eating more vegetarian. And she gives me the stink eye and says, yeah, I'm not cooking special for you. I said, no, I just, I'm, what I mean is I want to just really cut down on the meats we're eating and eat more bigger salads and more non-meat oriented stuff. So this kind of went on for two years where we really ate way, 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 way less Meat. Now, I eat meat just like most sure. people do on this earth, but of course. we've always found, like near me here, there's a place called the meat market. And the young gal who owns it, no GMO, no chemicals. No, When right. you go in and say, I need 12 slices of bacon, they say, how thick do you want it? Because they're cutting it off the slab. It's it's not a pre-pack that was put together in Kansas City uh, somewhere. And I have found then when I eat meat from there, I don't feel loggy or pulled down right. the next day. I wake up and it's like, I'm fine. So you can do a lot to, to improve the, the way that you do whole food eating. It just takes Absolutely. a little work, right? It's a little work. You know, we have a little place here in Minneapolis called Wiseacre. And they have their own farm down in Plato. Amazing. The, the beef, the chicken, the bacon, you can find those. I get when you're a family. I had two children, right? I have two grown sons. So I get it that that's a cost. So you have to decide where you want that. And there's not a right or wrong in each household. There really isn't. I do agree you should try to eat organic if you can. But I understand budgets. Yep. Uh, we all have one. 
So you have to pick and choose. And I would, I tell people all the time, I would rather you just eat a whole apple, a regular apple, than you know, snicker bar. So if it can't be organic, fresh, whole foods in its okay. natural form. In the couple minutes uh, that we have left, answer. I have a couple quick questions for you. The first yeah. one is, what what are the top foods when we talk about whole real food? What are the top foods that we're talking about? Oh, any of your leafy greens for sure, right? Any of your dark berries are amazing for you. Healthy fats like your avocados and your walnuts, right? Uh, so those are good for you. Um, let's see, sweet potatoes. So think of the rainbow. Eat the rainbow. Eat multiple different kinds of food. Salmon, um, hummus, coconut oil, flax seeds. All of that is just so good for you. Um, I remember, until, I forgot it until you just said it. Eat the rainbow is a great suggestion. Yeah. To, to remind you to change up the kind of stuff that you're, you're right. eating. No infringement. I encourage everyone to do a food journal. I just walked with a friend yesterday and encouraged her to start a food journal. You think you're doing that, but you're not. We get into our habits, we eat the same things we eat after week. Really start a food journal. Write down how you're feeling when you eat some of these foods. Like you just said, the sluggish, right? So it's one of the first things, and when I'm in my workshop, it's one of the first things I encourage the estheticians and spa owners who come in provide or give a link to some food journals for your clients so that they start tracing because they'll see when their skin reacts to certain foods. And, and it, it does. It does. Yeah. It helps you understand. And you kind of think you are tracking in your head. And then you go, no, I remember I ate that thing yesterday. Maybe that's what the trigger is. You got to find your my, trigger food. My youngest daughter was having some issues and she thought it was related to dairy. So she just thought I'm going to stop eating dairy. And Almost within a couple of days, she felt instantly better. She's just stopped eating dairy. But that's right. what she found for her that works, right? Everybody's Correct. a little different. Okay. Everyone's different. I would say wheat, sugar, and dairy are the three biggest triggers, right, for people. Um, so I would eliminate those first. Keep your diet, you know, track it, and then start adding one back and the other. You know, the majority of the world isn't gluten-free, um, intolerant, yeah. gluten intolerant, but they feel better eating less gluten. And I go, that, great. Then that's also that. why, uh, is it Michael Pollan, the food, the food writer says shop the outside of the grocery store, yes. not the boxes and the package stuff on the inside. Right, right. We've been, um, we were speaking today with Christine Cole. She's in Minneapolis. You can reach her at the botanical station.com. And remember friends, eat the rainbow. It's really important. Christine, thank you so much for sharing your insights. And I hope people will come see you at the IECSC shows when you're doing your speaking as well. Thank you so much, Alan. Nice to chat with you today. It's a pleasure. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.